Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley with a very special guest in studio today, a man I had an opportunity to interview when I first got started in this business way back when he was the artistic director of the Alliance Theatre Company. Now, if I were to read his list of accomplishments since then, well, there'd be no time left in the show to talk to him. So let's just say we are joined by the actor, the producer, and Tony Award-winning director, Kenny Leon. His Broadway credits include the 2014 revival of A Raisin in the Sun, The Mountaintop, Stick Fly, the 2010 revival of August Wilson's Fences. Yes, Fences, the same. That's the film in the theaters today. He won the Tony Award for Best Direction of a Play for his work on A Raisin in the Sun. He's also the co-founder of Atlanta's True Colors Theater Company, where he continues to serve as the artistic director. He is the man behind the NBC television musical productions of both The Wiz Live and just last December, Hairspray Live. And next month, Kenny's going to be honored by the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation. That is the nonprofit foundation arm of the Stage Directors and Choreographers Society. He is their 2016-2017 Mr. Abbott Award winner in recognition of this, his 40-year career. Man, you don't look like you look you just got started. I think they got that wrong. 40. I, think so I don't too. think I, I couldn't be No. Couldn't be that old. I think it's more like 30, 35, well, I, it's, I somewhere just, in there. Somewhere in there. It's just not, it, congratulations it, it on it. It means approaching 40 years of Well, work. you definitely, and then the last time I had a chance to see you, Kenny, you were being honored here in Atlanta by the National Black Arts Festival. Oh, so, <laughs> yes, thank you Great so organization. much. But see, George Abbott, um, whom I'm uh, receiving the award uh, in honor of uh, Next March month. 27th, he lived to be 107. Ooh. And he worked pretty much up until the end. So uh, looking at it that way, I got another 40, 45 got you a know, long way to go. years to, to work. So, And I plan to, to work and to be involved in community and to uh, be continually involved in storytelling that pushes people to sit up next to each other and rub off on each other. I just love that you were one of the, the greatest Atlantans ever, ever to, to come out of school here. You went to Clark Atlanta University, and you've just done so much. Congratulations on this award. By the time this hits the radio, we're going to be a few days in front of the Academy Awards. And as I mentioned in the open, um, you know, you, you directed uh, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis in Fences on Broadway. How happy are you for their nominations this year for those Academy Awards? I, I am... Uh a proud, proud uh, uncle. <laughs> uh, I talked to Denzel uh, last week or so, and when he won the um, SAG award, uh, yeah, he won the SAG award, and he was totally surprised, you know. But you know, I think he he really deserved it. Uh, he really honored August Wilson with his approach to fences. Um, uh, I'm just proud. I'm pr I'm proud that, like he says, like what well, you did the leg legwork, 
and absolutely, you know, because the entire cast on the film was the Broadway cast except one other person. And so, you know, we did the character work and the scene work and the understanding of the tempo and the pacing and the rhythm of August's words, and Denzel really honored that in a big way. So I'm really proud for him, really proud for Viola. And I think it's Denzel's best work as an actor, and, uh, you know, Viola just keep putting it out there. And, you know, in addition to... Uh, you know, I saw uh, Hidden Figures the other day, and I thought that Taraji and, and Janelle and uh, Octavia, they did some good work as well. And so there are a lot of great, I think, uh, uh, black films, and but there are also a lot of other good films, like Manchester by the Sea is a good film. Lion is a really great friend, uh, film, uh, great, uh, uh, what that is shot in India. It's really great. So it's a good good year and you know the thing is if on the film side if we can keep this up you know and not let it be an aberration you know in terms of including everybody's story you know we were talking on Broadway last year after Hamilton and uh, uh, what else the play the play that Lapita did um, uh, anyway it was it was a lot of diversity on Broadway last year this year not so much so you know we can't. So is that cyclical, or is it just a matter of, no. as everyone says, who's greenlighting the work and paying the bills? Well, it's, I guess uh, you know I'm a part of a great Broadway community, so I like a lot, and I think people mean well. It's just that um, we're not committed as much as we should be to stories, to diverse stories. We're committed to the work and we're committed to good work and Broadway is commercial, so it's like, okay, the next hot thing, will this make money? And diversity is not high enough on the list yet, but they're getting there. Hamilton made a lot of money and it was, Absolutely. it is, I mean, I, I'm still That's trying to get in to see it, so. <laughs> Hamilton's great. I've seen it like four or five times. I think it's one of the great, um, uh, great theatrical production of my lifetime and you know you get you get something like that you know once a generation you know and uh, Lin-Manuel um, as an artist I really respect uh, did a really fantastic job Tommy Kale is a great great guy I know uh, as, a, as a fellow colleague he did great and then you got that cast you know and there's a lot of those cast members you know like Chris Jackson he was in my production of uh, Holly If You Hear Me you know when I did the Tupac musical on Broadway so it's um, I'm really proud of those those actors, those artists, and what is more exciting is that Hamilton just keeps on giving. So you have the tour in Chicago, you have the national tour in L.A., you have a production that's going to happen in London. You know, so the fact that people of color are working as they should, and uh, and you got to thank Lin Manuel and the Public Theater for all of that investing in that. But uh, I think we're. Um, I think diversity is where our beauty lies, and and hopefully we can understand that on a political and national level as well. And we're not doing such a great job in that area, I don't think. I think uh, we're focusing on on fear and and separating people when the beauty is in the the gathering of people in in, in our diversity. I want to go back and talk a little bit more about fences for our listeners who may not be familiar with August Wilson and his phenomenal work, mm -hmm. who may not have seen the production of Fences on the stage, either on Broadway or when it has been performed in other cities, and haven't gotten out to see the movie yet. Give the audience a sense of who August Wilson was, the nature of his work, and why, if they haven't seen Denzel and Viola in Fences in the theater, they need to get up and go. Well, it's probably going to sound a little selfish on my part because Be selfish. Know, I had the honor of you know you working with, with August. And you know he was involved in for well, 23 years in the work 
that we did at the Alliance Theater when when he allowed me to produce his work here, even when it was on Broadway, you know. So I had the opportunity to, you know, to produce all 10 of the plays, you know. And then we did all 10 of the plays at the Kennedy Center where we worked with seven directors and 42 actors. And then I had the opportunity to work with him on his last two plays. He gave his life to write 10 great plays about America, and no other artist has done that. And when he finished the 10th one, you know, he passed. You know, we lost him. And But he left us incredible work, you know. And I would dare say many artists wouldn't be working today if it were not for the sacrifices that August Wilson made. You know, you got people like, of course, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, Stephen McKinley Henderson, uh, uh, Bill Nunn, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Ash, uh, Angela Bassett, Courtney Vance, uh, directors like myself and Marion McClinton, Lord Richards, you know, we go on, on and on. So many of us who are working today, we we owe a great deal of uh, uh, debt yeah. to uh, to August Wilson. And and his plays are for everyone. His plays are poetic. They're masterfully written, um, and they tell the story of the last 100 years uh, since Africans have been in America. And as August always talked, you know, it's not a, just about uh, black history. It's American history. And, and he does a great job. So if you haven't seen his plays or if you've been introduced to Fences, there are nine other great plays equally <laughs> as well written as Fences is, uh, but different. In fact, he wrote Radio Golf, which is the last year. And we, you know, his last... He's, he had five months to um, to live, and we yeah. we had the opportunity to finish the last play. And that play, Radio Golf, really is about the political climate of our country now. And he wrote this in 2004, 2005. So that's how profound uh, he was. Sounds like it could be time for a revival of that, don't you think? Absolutely. I want to talk about Hairspray. It was on NBC back in December, December 7th, did extremely well. Was it uh, several questions? One, how was it for you transitioning the work from directing a piece for Broadway to, as you did with The Wiz and with Hairspray last year, directing it for television? Uh, first of all, yeah. Hairspray um, was kid. the most difficult uh, project I've ever directed. It just looked it, it's big. not even close. It just looked really because big. it's part. Of, we're part of a revolution, you know. They NBC did Sound of Music, then they did uh, Peter Pan, then I did The Wiz, and then I did Hairspray, and in between Fox did Grease. So now it's catching on. You know, ABC is doing musicals, NBC is doing music, and so it's a part of a new sort of uh, form of reality television, and. Um, it's beautiful to me because it covers everything I do, you know. I've done musicals, I've done dramas, I've done theater, I've done television, I've done episodic work, I've done film work, and it needs all of that when you're working on it. And still there's a little area that you don't know. So with Hairspray, it's like, I don't know how I'm gonna get those actors from point A to point B in three minutes. I don't know if that's possible, but I believe it is. And I had a great company of actors who from day one they just let me lead them up the hill. You know, somebody like Ariana Grande, who is known for her musical talent, but she really, really wants to act. And, you know, I challenged her, and she met the challenge. You know, Harvey Firestein, who wrote the book, you know, you know, I thought it was really um, 
wonderful to get Harvey's performance on film. So it's there forever. He is the iconic, iconic Harvey Firestein to play that role, and I don't think anyone has um, served that role like he is. So to have it on film forever, that's great. And Jerry Mitchell, when do I have a chance to work with a great director choreographer? Because most of the time we're doing separate projects, you know. So now we work, work together on that. And Mark Shaman and uh, 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 Scott, who did the music, just it's just world-class music and what was beautiful about it because of the climate in the country it gave purpose to that story a story about inclusion a story about it doesn't matter your size it doesn't matter your race it doesn't matter your culture you know we're beautiful when we respect each other you know it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight it's we're beautiful when we respect and embrace all of us so that was really uh I was top of the list in terms of uh, moments of pride in my life as an artist and a person. I mean, I read that there were many of the the actors in the company who worked on the project who were ex- not not that they were excited, but who really fought to work with you. I mean, you had Martin Short in there. As, Martin Short and I Jennifer mean, Hudson. I, Martin Short and Jennifer Hudson. Oh, Kristen Chenoweth. Great. My Chena- goodness. Oh, Kristen is great. You know, it was really like a family. I mean, we really we all of us we talk like if not you know. Definitely weekly, you know, so we're on other projects, but it's like, you know, I got a text from Ariana last night, and she's like, okay, I'm opening in Phoenix, I miss you, and then Christian was singing the national anthem somewhere, and said, hey, hey, where are you, and, and Harvey is, you know, texting me, and, and Jerry Mitchell just went to Sydney, I think, to put kinky boots up, so we're like a family that you don't get that a lot of times. We really liked each other and felt we were a part of something that was really special. And Craig Zayden and Neil Marin, who were executive producing this, we've done like five things together. You know, those guys really have supported my career. You know, we did Steel Magnolias, the film. We did Raising in the Sun. We did The Wiz together. And now we did Hairspray. So, you know, and Bob Greenblatt, who who's leading this whole revolution about new musicals. It's a great thing. And so I can't wait to see the next live musical that I do because I think that's the I think it's a revolution and I think people wanna sit together with entire families and we don't do that a lot. We don't no, sit we don't. sit down with mother and grandmother and, and grandchildren and all watch the same thing because usually there's not something for everybody. And with Hairspray, you know, we cast it in a way that we had we had kids from the Disney Channel. We had Dove Cameron from the G- Disney Channel. Yep. We had, you know, we had uh, Ariana and her fans. We had we had someone who had a fan base in every decade, you know. We, we had little Shahidi, you know, 10-year-old's great, and she has a fan club, you know. So we had 10-year-old's, 20-year-old's, 30-year-old's, up to 70, you know. So it was really... It's really great, so we're going to keep trying to, you know, I, I, I would welcome another opportunity to do another one of those and to cast it with artists who they step out of their lanes. You know, it's like when Neo did The Wiz, mm-hmm. you know, Neo, you know, he, they know him as a singer, but Neo is an incredible actor. You know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's an incredible actor, So you, and you get people who out of their comfort zone to do things that they're capable of, then it's a beautiful thing to watch. Are you living your dream as you thought you might when you were 18, 20 years old? Oh, no, this is way, this is way above my dream. <laughs> so when so I, what was the original plan? When I was plan? at Clark College in Atlanta, Georgia, I was like, oh, I'm a political science major. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to law school because my, my folks want me to be a lawyer. Or if I don't do that, maybe I fall back and be a preacher. Or, you know, I had no idea. I started doing some acting then, but I had no idea they were 
It's like my grandmother said, I'm a product, product of generational prayers. You know, she prayed for a better life for her grandkids, but she hadn't even seen a play. She didn't even know their careers as directors and actors. And so uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm living the dream. And I think I found something that I'm passionate about. And I feel that I can continue to give to community, and I think it helps. So the folks in Washington, our elected leaders, tend to have, depending upon who's occupying the White House, a love-hate relationship with the entertainment industry, perhaps Mm -hmm. not as positive as, as it could be right now. And often our lawmakers are saying that the creative community, artists like you, artists like the people you work with, should not use their voices to opine on what's going on in our society in present day. But isn't that exactly what art does? I respectfully disagree <laughs> with them. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, art by its very nature is political. So that's I mean, it's a end of conversation. Of, it's we're a reflection we're of looking society. at the world and we're painting about it or writing about it or acting about it or, you know, photographing about it. That's what we do. And it's okay for you to respond, um, you know, that you hate that. But it's our job to continue to, you know, paint a picture of the world and hope that we will drive people to something, you know, more positive and more caring and more compassionate of each other as human beings. That's our job. So if you don't like it, you know, get another job at. So you would argue that everyone who has a voice should be empowered to use it whenever and wherever they can. I think it's a definition of voice. <laughs> you know, you've got a voice, we need to use it. And that's a beautiful thing about being an American. You know, and it's like August Wilson said, it doesn't matter if you came here on the bottom of a slave ship chained and shackled, or if you came here seeking political freedom or religious freedom, you know, that's what America is. And we're all owed the rights and privileges of that which is American. And no other American should try to deny you of that. Have you worked with Mahershala Mm -hmm. Ali before? I worked with Mahershala Ali, he and Joshua Jackson, a year ago. So you worked with Mahershala Ali before he totally blew up. Before they knew him, absolutely. So I've called Mahershala like every week, you know, during the uh, award campaign and say, hey, hey, congratulations, I'm with you. You know, so we text back and forth and uh, we're going to try to get him on stage to do some Broadway as well. But uh, he is the real deal. You take him out of Moonlight. And I, don't, I mean, I guess Moonlight is really well written, but if he just brings such humanity to that role, and that's the person, that's who he is. He's one? He, he's not street like that, but his humanity is. that comes through in that character, that's who he is. He is one of the most decent human beings I've ever met. And he is, he is, I think he's one of the handful of great actors in the country right now. Trust me. You like would know. Moonlight is just, just a crack, a crack in the door of who he could be. And He's, most of our listeners are probably, if they are Netflixing and watching House of Cards, will know Mahershala from his role Remy. there on, yeah, as Remy on House of Cards. He's but great. but he is, he's, 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 he's the next great leading man in American cinema. And I'm, I'm just hoping I can just get him away to do a play every now and then. But he is a, a great, great, great human being. So, um, yeah, but I am workshopping a couple other plays for Broadway. I'm um, workshopping a new play called American Sun, which probably will go to Broadway in the fall. And it is just a beautiful play about uh, 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 interracial marriage, going through a divorce, 
they have a son who's 18 years old and he's been missing for 24 hours and then we found that he's been pulled over by the police. Uh-oh. So it really explores that conversation about community, police, and country and it is gorgeously, gorgeously written. It's beautiful. How do you go about uh, finding source material? Uh, a lot of times uh, with this one, uh, a, a great producer who I'm, whom I respect, you know, there are only 41 Broadway theaters and there are only like a handful of lead producers that get these plays up. So it's about being in a relationship with the uh, producers and the writers. And, and then so this producer, um, uh, Jeffrey Richards, who has the rights to that play, reached out and said, I think I got a play that you would like because I'm really excited about it and I read it and I was like, ooh. So he's like, okay, let's workshop it quickly and let's get it to Broadway because it's timely. And then I'm workshopping um, a, a revival of Children of a Lesser God. Ah, Marley Matlin. Yeah, which is great. And I've cast this wonderful... African American woman in that role. Can you tell us who you've cast? Or is oh, it this girl is um, Lauren Ridloff, who is actually uh, a, a new friend of mine. She, I took sign language last year, and she taught me. And she's been deaf uh, from birth, and she has two children, also deaf, and her husband is deaf. And after spending a year with her, I learned so much about the play. I said, oh, the play really is about we as human beings try to become lesser gods. We try to make people over in our image. We don't really have real discussions with people. We just try to make them more like us, and that's what the play is about. So just because you're you're hearing and a deaf person can't hear does not mean you have a better life than that person, but that's what we usually think. So so once I once the producer agreed and Hal Luftig, who did um, uh, Kinky Boots on Broadway, once I, I said, I got this girl, and she's never acted before, but something's really special with her. And he's like, well, you know, we have a workshop. Let us, let's see. She did a workshop, and I cast Joshua Jackson from The Affair to play the instructor and the, the love interest, and their chemistry was just so incredible. But once I cast her as black, then I had to make the mother black, then I cast a lawyer as Asian, then I cast, you know, so it's got more diversity than it had 40 years ago. And, you know, I did a workshop. and didn't know what I was doing. I got, like, five interpreters in the room, and... Um, it was just a great, a great experience, and we're going to do it this summer at the Berkshire Theater Festival and then have that on Broadway next season as well. What's going on with Car Wash? Is that going to happen or not? Car Wash is not going to happen. I just found out oh, two I'm days sorry. ago. Oh, no. Will Packer and I are going to work together, but we, uh, we got it picked up as a, as a we, could get it. we got the green light to, to, uh, during pilot season, so they wanted to make it. But then, you know, they got like, what? Then it got narrowed down to 40. And then it's like, we're only going to have eight new shows and probably four dramas and four comedies. And it was a comedy, a half-hour comedy. And they passed on it for this season. Uh, but I am going to do something pretty amazing coming up real soon. Uh, probably going to be a 10-part miniseries. There will be music involved. And L.A. Reid and myself are involved in it. Uh, you are just, so oh, you're, you're, you've be. got a lot going on. Absolutely. So what's on your bucket list? Is there anybody that you've wanted to work with over time that you haven't who who is well i've always wanted to work with uh, helen mirren you know is my um one of my uh, bucket list actresses to work with i just think she has so much class so much depth and i would like to do a stage uh play with meryl streep of course and uh hugh jackman i've been knowing forever and i like to work with him i like to of course work with samuel l jackson again on the stage i think he's one of the greatest actors uh to step foot uh, on, on an American stage. And, uh, you know, Denzel and I always have a, a, a thing where we try to do something every four years. So uh, we did Fences the first year, then we four years later we did A Raisin in the Sun, and now it's coming up uh, in 2019 we'll do something 
else. We've just recently just started talking about exploring what that would be. So I'm looking forward to that. You are indeed very, very busy. So delighted that you've made some time for us. Uh, what's coming up new next here in Atlanta at your True Colors Theater Company? And how might folks uh, get involved with oh, that? Oh, so exciting. We're doing a new play. Uh, this guy, Ike Holter, young guy out of uh, Chicago, wrote a play called Exit Strategy. Exit Strategy is about the, you know, the condition of the public education arena. And uh, I think it's very timely now, given uh, where we are in the country with public education. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful play, uh, diverse cast. I have John Dillon out of uh, Seattle directing it. And uh, it's, it's just going to be beautiful. And we, we run that from uh, February 21st to March uh, 19th. Every day except uh, Monday and Tuesday. Shows every day, two shows on Sunday. And, and if folks go to truecolorstheater.org truecolorstheater.org. You can find out all about it. The first weekend is selling, like, I think that's sold out, so I would encourage folks to, like, call now, call now, call now. It is a funny play, it's an engaging play, and it's an important play about the future of our young folks. So go out to True Colors Theater. You would not have it any other way. Kenny Leona, thanks for coming by. Thank you, Connie, so much. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.